Welcome to the Pharos Fit Podcast, where we help you to explore your capacity to move better, push further, and achieve your limitless potential through fitness, nutrition, recovery, and lifestyle. Hey guys, welcome back to the Pharos Fit Podcast. I am here today with the one and only Anna Maguire, aka the animal. <laughs> she likes to point out that she didn't come up with that name. I came up with that name, but I like it. I'm going to keep using it, and I think it's going to stick. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I usually start these um, these podcasts with a little bit of a background. Um, obviously, you're you're new to Pharos. Um, Anna is one of our, our coaches here, but um, I've known Anna for a long time. Uh, I've been watching her like grow and improve for a long time, and um, she has a, a super interesting story. And if you were to, to meet Anna or to see Anna, um, you will know that she is a specimen. Uh, <laughs> this girl is incredibly strong, um, has an incredible work ethic, and, and very much lives and breathes uh, what she coaches. So. I want to kind of like uh, delve into uh, what brought Anna to this place, um, what she feels her kind of like space is in the, in the, in the fitness world and, uh, and how she's feeling about things right now. So Anna, tell us a little bit about your, your background, where you grew up, were you sporty when you were young? How did you get to this, 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 this fitness icon, the animal? How did, you, how did the animal come into being? Um, so I actually grew up in Massachusetts, mm. so not from the West Coast. Um, I actually did grow up doing gymnastics. My mom had me start gymnastics when I was like seven years old, I think. And I did gymnastics, not like super competitively, but like for a long time until until about ninth grade. And then I stopped doing it like every day and then just did it as like a winter sport in high school. Um, I tried swimming. didn't like swimming. Mm. And then I also did outdoor track mixed in with gymnastics. So it's pretty much oh, cool. my background is like mostly track and gymnastics. Yeah, track and gymnastics. Mostly gymnastics, like a sprinkle of track. Um, I don't really have anything like super crazy. Did you, how old were you when you stopped gymnastics? Um, 14. 14. So I did it for seven years. Okay. And obviously that transferred a lot into what was to become your kind of CrossFit career. Yeah. As is true with a lot of CrossFit athletes, right? Especially a lot of female CrossFit athletes. Who do some type of like sport beforehand. Um, I'm lucky that I did gymnastics. Yeah. Because it transferred over like pretty well. Um, I didn't try CrossFit till I was 19 though. I did like my first class and they had us do GHDs. Mm. My first CrossFit class had me do like a, an inverted oh sit-up. And I like couldn't move. I literally was bent over for like four days. Yeah, you probably had rhabdo. I probably had rhabdo. I'm a lot with GHDs. Um, so, you know, you did gymnastics and swimming grow up, like you said, and then a little bit of track. And then at 19, you did CrossFit. And, you know, obviously when I look at you now, I, I see a very strong, uh, very defined, very lean, very muscular woman. What we, what was your physique like? Were you always that way or did this kind of like happen once you started CrossFit? I was actually always like a skinny little girl. Like, right. Kind of like petite and like not very muscular. What's funny is I look back and I was like, I thought I was muscular. And now I think to now I'm like, oh, now, now I'm muscular. It wasn't really muscular then. I was just like skinny. <laughs> but your body obviously responded very quickly to yeah. the new stimulus, right? And 
It was the same for Robert. Robert is Anna's uncle, right? He's a close yes. friend of mine. And again, if you were to see Robert, and you may have seen him on my Instagram, but this guy's ripped, <laughs> muscular and ripped. But I've seen pictures of him before we started working out, and he wasn't that way. Yeah, he was like kind of skinny too. Yeah. I don't know what he did before he did CrossFit. I think just general fitness type stuff. But it's interesting how some, some people's bodies just respond very, very quickly. And I know, you know, some people might look at you and Robert and think, oh my God, they must be on some kind of drug. Like they're definitely taking steroids. Like it's a, it's, it's obvious. Some people, one, someone asked my old boss, they're like, is Anna on steroids? And he's like, no. Right. (laughs) I'm not. But you can see why they would think that because, you know, you both have a very, you know, unique and, um, you know, very impressive physique. And a lot of people, uh, a physique that a lot of people try and, get uh, and do a lot of work to try and get there and it, it never quite happens for them because genetically their bodies just don't respond that way but you and robert both had that family genetic the family gene whatever family it is gene. that responds very quickly to uh to, to exercise um it it wants to build muscle and it wants to, to to burn fat and doesn't really store fat no sadly i try i've tried to store fat yeah <laughs> So um, once you started uh, CrossFit 19, were you pretty much all in from that point or did it like take a while to kick off or what happened? No, I tried it for the first time when I was 19 and then I didn't really start doing it until 2014 where then I did it for like three or four months and then I took like two months off Um just because I didn't really know if I... I mean, I liked it, but I was also, like, going through, like, family stuff. So I just didn't didn't feel like going to the gym. Right. And then March 2015, I had spring break from school. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start go back, going back to the gym. So I went every single day of spring break. And then from then, it was just... Just... Since off. March 2015 to wherever we are right now, uh, April 2021... <laughs> So six. So I mean, the the sport itself uh, is very, very physically demanding and very mentally demanding. What what keeps you in the gym? What what motivates you to go in every day and and do this to yourself? Because honestly, guys, <laughs> sometimes I come to the gym at six a.m. and Anna's working out, and then I'm walking through the gym at ten a.m. and she's still working out. Like she's working out for four hours. I'm like, what what is happening here? How do you what what's what's your driving force here? Uh, I am like not a quitter. It's really hard for me to like quit things, um, which can be a bad thing at the same time. But I also like, I am just very interested in knowing like how fit like I can be and like what level I can like take my body to. So that is pretty much it. Like just like I want to know like how. And fulfill your potential. Like yeah. what, how far can your potential take you? Exactly. Are, are there any like influences or inspirations that you kind of look to, or? Um, I mean, there are like other CrossFit athletes. It's really like I try not to compare myself to those people, and then just try to find like inspiration in myself. Obviously, there are other people that I work out with that I look up to and um, see how hard they work, and like I want to be like them or work as hard as they do and what what are the what are the qualities in them that you like probably like the perseverance because it's interesting isn't it because 
I find, you know, if you look at this generation of like InstaFit models and stuff and, and people who, you know, are inspired, quote unquote, by people <laughs> who look a certain way and that's what gets them in the gym. When I talk to someone like you, you know, you don't you don't look at someone's Instagram page for the aesthetic, right? No. You're, you're looking to be inspired through their personality or through, the, like you're saying, perseverance or the qualities that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I think that's a real, really interesting thing when it comes to like, you know, InstaFit posts. It's like there's a there's a group of people who, and the lines always get blurred. But there's a group of people who do like generally post stuff that is like that helps people like aspire to physical performance. And there's a group of people that, you know, are are posting simply for, you know, the aesthetic for the, for for the naked body kind of thing. Um, and it's, 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 it's a very kind of obvious separation there. And, and, And like I said, the lines get blurred a little bit, but, um, I mean, how do you feel about that whole situation? Um, well, first of all, I've never worked out to like look a certain way and people have always asked me that and I go, whatever my body like ends up looking like from like how I train is like fine with me. If it like didn't look this way and I still trained the same and got the same results like, um, athletically, like I wouldn't care if it looked like less muscular or whatever. Um, what do I think about people on Instagram doing that? Um, I guess, like, whatever you feel comfortable with. Like, I've had people tell me, like, oh, like, you should do, like, all sorts of ab stuff. And I'm like, I, it's just not me. Yeah. I don't want to do things like that. I'd rather try to inspire people, like, another way. Probably just do, like, education or just, like, showing them, like, what I do at the gym. And hopefully, like, they would want to do the same. Have you ever felt or has anybody ever made you feel insecure about your own body? Because I've known CrossFit athletes before, women, who were like more muscular than other women. And people would say, oh, too muscular for me. Or they would make comments on Instagram or they would say things, just kind of like underhand snide comments about like women shouldn't be that muscular, blah, blah, blah. Like, have you ever been made to feel like that? How do you respond to something like that? Presumably you don't care. But yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, what's funny is like, I do spend most of my time at the gym. So, and then, and then the people around me at the gym are people who would like, um, appreciate that body type or like the one that I have. So it's really, I don't like come in contact with a lot of people who are like, look down on it. There was one time when I was younger, I was like looking at this like models picture and I was like, my body could never look like her body. Like, even if I wanted to, like, I just don't, my body shape is like not her body shape. Right. And my coach was like, I was like, I kind of like wish my body looked like that. And he was like, well, she could never have your body. And then it made me think, I was like, oh, yeah, she couldn't if she wanted to. So I kind of switched it for me. Yeah. It was probably like five years ago. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a common misconception with gym stuff. that like people come and say, well, I'd, I'd really like to look like that. It's like, well, that's never, never going to happen. Like your body's not that shape. Like yeah. you don't have those proportions. Even even stuff like the, the the length of your your femur or the length of your arms or the you know the basic shape of your body that your bone your skeletal structure is mm-hmm. not set up that way. Um, so you know it's always about trying to be the best version of yourself. I know that's a completely overused term this day these yeah, days, but whatever. it is. It's finding the best version of yourself that you can be and not you know not trying to look like someone else. But I do know, and it's you know as you become more successful in your career. 
uh, and I've known you know CrossFit athletes who have suffered from this. People tend to get more and more vocal about what they feel about your body, like and what they think about your body. And it's this weird thing of like the more success you have, people f- almost feel like they have the right to be critical of like your physique and the, the way you do things. The keyboard warriors, or what is it yeah, called? Something yeah, like that. Warriors. Exactly. It's a very strange. People have too much time on their hands. They do. They to do make comments. Well, like they that. have they have too much time. There's zero consequence for their actions. Yeah, they right. just say whatever they want on Instagram and right. make that comment. Yeah. Um. So you've been doing this now. You know, I'd say you've been doing CrossFit seriously for pretty much seven years, right, or six yeah. years. You're better now than you've ever been. Yes. Um. What are your kind of ambitions in the sport and why? And what I mean by that is, like, you've been doing this for a while. How far do you want to take it? How far do you think you can take it? And what do you really want to get out of it? Because, you know, I've been in this game a long time and I've seen a lot of people not waste a lot of time, but then spend, like, almost give up their careers to focus on a CrossFit career that was never going to, make them a, li- a livelihood mm-hmm. it was never going to make them a living because the people who actually earn money in crossfit or out of crossfit are, are a tiny percentage yeah i mean from actual crossfit mm-hmm. there are more people now making money from sponsorships and, and deals and, and that kind of thing than there were before for sure but the, the the people who actually earn any money out of the sport itself is such a minute portion of you know of the purse um that I, I, I hate it when I see people like basically sacrifice everything for a sport that's never going to pay them a living. So how do you feel about that? How do you, how do you juggle that, that desire and, and that, 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 that will to be the best that you can be in the sport, but realize that the sport itself is never going to pay you a living. You're never going to be able to live off that sport. I've never done it for that reason. So I never, and I'm never, I'm not assuming that that will happen. I don't really feel like I'm sacrificing that much time because it is something I just really generally like doing, genuinely like doing as well. Um, so I don't really feel like it's that much of a sacrifice spending this much time at the right. gym. Um, where do I want to take it? I really just, I mean, I would like to CrossFit or and, and at least like lift for like a very long time, probably like the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> so That's a pretty long time, hopefully. I just want to see like how good I can get. Like I have, I know and I haven't like reached that level and, and it's right. so hard to, you always want to do just a little bit better. So it is really hard to know like when you're at the end. Um, I'm definitely not there yet, though, so I'm just going to continue until I feel like I can't get any fitter. <laughs> right, but your your goal is your goal is I'm assuming to live a long and healthy and strong life, right? yeah, and then stay fit for as long as you can, you know, as 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 all of us are, are trying to do. So that that is really that takes precedence over like you haven't got like some I want to podium in the CrossFit Games or I want to. Yeah, this year specifically has shown me that I can actually probably get to that point. Like maybe not really, maybe not the games, maybe on like a team or something, but I can definitely make it to the semifinals or the sanctionals, which is like the part before it. This year was actually the first year that I've done like a program like... Stuck to a program. Yeah, yeah, without stopping. And um, I just 
I feel like it's honestly I could just do the same exact thing that I did last year, this year again, then I should be able to make it to that next the next level. Level, yeah. Hmm. And how old are you now? Twenty seven. Yeah. You got plenty of time. Um talk to me a little bit about nutrition, because again, you know, a lot of people are gonna look at you and think, Oh my god, she must eat perfectly like because anna at the same as robert like they have you know very low percentage of body fat um as, like i said before they have a lot of lean muscle tissue um and if you if you were to meet them you you would assume that their diet must be perfect now i know for a fact that robert's is not perfect yeah um is yours perfect uh, how do you do it what do you, what's your take on nutrition are you a macro person are you are i just kind of eat when i intuitively eat whenever I want or you are you measuring things how do you do it um when I was younger that's kind of when it started like the whole like trying to eat healthy thing um I actually ended up like under eating a lot as like a young adult I feel like I'm still a, a young adult I guess from like 17 to maybe like 16 to like 20 to 21 I definitely, like, wasn't eating enough and training, like, super hard. Um, and then it wasn't until I did start, like, tracking that I realized, I was like, oh, like, yeah, I'm not not even eating enough food. And I went and saw a nutritionist, and I told her, like, what I do, like, day to day. And I was like, yeah, my job is basically standing. And I stand at school, too, because I went to school for fashion design. So we would just stand for five hours because, like, you're in there, like, um, at, like, a higher table, and mm. you're usually not sitting, and you're, like, sewing or drawing or whatever. So I was like, yeah, I'm basically just standing all day. And then I go and work out. And she was like, oh, wow. She's like, you need to be eating like way more. Like on days you work out like an extra 500 calories. And I was like, oh, oops, I was not doing that. And then, you know, I started following different people on Instagram. Like there's this one girl who was like, yeah, I'm 5'3". I eat like 3,000 calories a day. And I was like, I don't eat 3,000 calories a day. So I um, actually right before the pandemic last year, I came home from Wadapalooza, which is a CrossFit competition. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try and like put on weight and like see like what it would really take. So I actually like measured everything, counted out everything. I did it for like four weeks and I was trying to eat 3000 calories and I actually did put on, um, like four pounds, almost five pounds. And my body like pretty much like looked the same, maybe just like a little bit bigger, but like then I knew like, okay, I can eat like so much food and my, it's not going to change much. Right. But then the pandemic happened and I was like, okay, I can't force myself to eat 3,000 calories a day when I'm sitting inside my house. <laughs> yeah, but it's, I mean, a lot of people would, um, you know, when your metabolism is that high and, you know, you're such a, you're such a high-functioning human. Um, I guess, but to answer your question, I do macros. But not like I, I'll do them for a few weeks at a time and then, you know, I kind of just get the gist of like what I need to be eating and then I just kind of do it intuitively. And so so right now, how many calories would you assume, do you think you're eating? At least 25. I try to do at least 2,500. And of that 2,500, how many grams of protein do you know? I try to eat at least like 130. Protein is what I aim for first, and then yeah, like the the yeah. protein and the fat. I mean, the carbs and the fat kind of 
sprinkling where sprinkling they can. The I do drink like a carb drink when I'm yeah. working out, and I do try to eat like at least like a cup and a half of rice when I have like a real meal, and then I'll have like rice cakes. You know, my new favorite is pop tarts. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, here's the thing: like anybody that does CrossFit or that kind of a power endurance sport knows that glycogen is essential for for high performance. Yeah. So. You know, if you're listening to this and you, you, you do train in that way, then as Anna says, like you need the glycogen. You can't, you can't not have it. So that has to be in there. And then, you know, the rest of the calories are going to made up, uh, made up with the carbs and the fats. Um, I find most like athletes who are performance orientated will favor more on a, on a higher carb, lower fat diet. People mm-hmm. who tend to be, um, slightly more sedentary or less concerned about performance like to fare better on a, um, a, a higher fat, lower carb diet. Um, so it really is eating for your purpose, not anybody else's, not anybody on Instagram's purpose, but for your own mm-hmm. purpose. Like what am I trying to do? What are my performance goals and how do I fuel that performance? Mm-hmm. Um, and your go-to carbs are, you said rice? Yeah, I really like the microwaved brown rice from Trader Joe's. Um, rice, pop tarts. You rice, said pop tarts, rice cakes, <laughs> oatmeal, um, and then yeah, Gatorade. <laughs> and are you pretty much? Are you pretty much like I eat pretty much the same thing every day, basically? Y- yes, and that's just because I work out so much that like certain foods like upset my stomach, so I can't eat them like in the middle of training. So I right. just have to eat what makes me feel good. Yeah, yeah. And that usually ends be up simple. being like something really simple. Yeah, yeah. No, I, and I find that a lot as well with people that are uh, in, in good shape and lean and, and carrying a low body fat percentage. It's not like they're eating like extravagant stuff every day. They're basically eating the same thing day after day, the simple things that they know they trust and rely on. Yeah. Foods that their body can digest easily. Easily digestible carbs, easily digestible proteins, easily digestible fats. Um, mm-hmm. And it's basically, yeah, like I said, the same thing day in, day out, day in, day out. Even the Pop-Tart, I'm starting to second guess myself. I'm like, do I really, should I be eating this? <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, you're fine. Well, I think for you, like, yes, you're fine. When you work out as hard as you work out, and you you basically have them post-workout, right? Yeah, like either before or after. I usually right. won't eat it at night unless like I worked out at night, but I usually don't work out because, at night. Because again, for most people, like high glycemic carbs like that are probably not a good idea. But for yeah. someone like you, when it's you're a, doing yeah. that volume of work, you know, it's going to help. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's again, it's one thing that's right for one person isn't, isn't right for another. So although mm-hmm. we can say as a society, you probably shouldn't be eating Pop-Tarts. <laughs> For someone like you, like it's a good idea. Yeah. So yeah, different for everybody. Um, Anna McGuire. I also pay really close attention to like how my body reacts to like eating certain foods. Like I'll eat certain things before bed, and like I'll be laying in bed to go to sleep, and I can like feel my, I can like feel myself like if it was a good idea that I ate it or not a good idea. It's like your right. heart rate or your blood sugar or whatever. And it's like okay, I shouldn't have eaten that before bed or. Or I shouldn't have done that before going to sleep. Or well, that's that's another interesting thing because a lot of people feel good or feel bad, but they don't correlate it with food. They don't understand that food is chemicals or drink is chemicals. Yeah. They're just like, oh, I don't feel very good. Um, I should probably go to the doctors and get some drugs. <laughs> or you should probably stop eating that fucking shit that you're eating every day because that's what's making you feel terrible. Yeah. 
Um, and that, that's, that's just a, just a, a very common thing that I've, I've noticed over the years, like with sleep, with mood, uh, mm-hmm. with energy. It's all I like, really, I, I will, if I feel any type of way, I always think back to like what I ate during the day, right. what I ate the day before. I'm like, yeah. what did I eat differently? What did I do differently? Stuff like that. Like I always think back to like, usually it's like something I ate. Yeah, exactly. Because every, everything we put in our mouths, our body reacts to in, in a chemical way. So it's, you know, it's very important to pay attention to that stuff. Um, again, especially this year in the pandemic when we've had such a focus on mm-hmm. metabolic health and staying, uh, boosting our immune systems and staying strong. Mm-hmm. It's like we, we need to first look at like what are we putting into our bodies and how are we exercising? How are we being physical? Mm-hmm. You know, before we think about anything else. Um, and there's just not enough people paying attention to that stuff. And there's not enough media telling us to pay attention to that stuff in fact a lot of the time it's the reverse mm-hmm. you know it's, it's endless fast food commercials or this fucking what's it what's the postmates out that sends me like order eight big macs now and get a pepsi free whatever it is it's like <laughs> constant to you now. The, the yeah to you yeah you don't have to go and get it exactly um so yeah it's it's, it's and i'm on this um did you see that um that documentary uh, i think it's called kiss the ground about regenerative farming Mm-mm. Got it. It's so good. Exactly. Sixty years, topsoil is gone. There is no more topsoil after sixty years. So this whole there's this whole movement now for regenerative farming, and you should watch it. It's okay. incredible. I'm on this big like. I want to try and help every farm yeah. that's doing regenerative farming. I'm trying to figure out in my head how to do it. Yeah, yeah, and it's and what's scarier is it's a it's a practice that was encouraged by the government to happen it was subsidized by the government to happen and they knew it was happening and it's you know the whole thing drives me crazy but anyway so regenerative farming get into it okay. um anna i want to ask you something that i asked everybody on this podcast okay it's going to be the question is going to be what's your purpose brandon's got the clock it's going to be a one minute i know you do crossfit so you like doing things for time i do yeah <laughs> This is going to be purpose for time. You're going to have one minute. You don't have to think of your purpose. You just have to think of three words that would be in your purpose. Okay. Does that make sense? You ready ready to start the clock? I can only think of one. I've only thought of one. Well, you've got a whole minute to think about it. Ready? Three, two, one. And when I think of the word, I should say it out loud. No, just wait. Oh, until I have all three? Have a whole minute. Okay. Do you want to run down? (laughs) No. Sure. Is we play some left music here. Okay, I thought of it. Got it? Three? Yeah. Uh, the first one? Oh. Oh, that's great. What time is that, Brian? 23 might be a record. Okay, what are the three? The first one is education. The second one is happiness. Oh, good one. And the third one is strength. Okay, let's break those down. So, what do you mean by education? Um, you know, as a coach, I'm basically educating people. That's my job, and that's what I like doing the most, is just trying to give people the best opportunity to move properly and work out properly. So, let me ask you this. Do you see yourselves, do you see yourself as a coach or an athlete? Coach, athlete. You know what, you know, you know, okay, okay. you know what I was thinking of, you know, in school, you're a student athlete. Okay. I'm a coach athlete. Okay. Catch lead. Got it. Catch lead. 
I couldn't be a good coach if I wasn't an athlete because the things I've learned, I've learned as an athlete and I give them to do the people that think, I coach. Do you think you have to be a good athlete to be a good coach? No, but I think being a good athlete is really helpful. Yeah. yeah. I've seen, I've watched people who coach who aren't good athletes and I'm like, right. That's some bad advice. <laughs> some bad advice right there but also i've known a ton of athletes who are terrible coaches yeah that too i'm like you don't actually know how to help people right exactly well some for some people like physical stuff is so intuitive they don't have to think about it so they can't communicate what's actually happening they can mm-hmm. just do it but mm-hmm. they can't tell other people how to do it mm-hmm. um happiness tell me about happiness how do i find that where is it we don't really know. Um, but, you know, I just feel like it's something that I try to be myself. And, like, I just feel like if I can find a way to be happy, then I can, like, give it to other people, too. So that, I guess. What do you find, like... Sharing happiness? That's yeah. what I think. Like, what are your happiest days? Describe to me your perfectly happy day. What would it be? What would it be in your happy day? Being able to like eat all the food, eating, <laughs> eating is eating and having like nine hours, nine hours of sleep. Um, probably get, getting outside at some point. Like I love working out outside. Yes. If I can do like something outside, I'm like yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, are you a social person or are you a hermit? Medium. Yes and no. You like people to a degree. Yeah, and then, and then, like, when I don't have to be at the gym or, like, working out, like, I really just, like, chilling and doing nothing at home. Or, like, I'll go, my roommate and I will, like, go down to the pool and we'll just, like, sit out in the sun. I don't need, like, a billion people around me. Right. But I also don't mind and I can handle it. You're selectively social. Yes. <laughs> and strength. What does strength mean to you? Back to the education part, like teaching people strength, but then also like learning how to be strong, like on your own and in, just in life. Um, I've had to experience some pretty hard things, and I feel like if I can get through it, then other people can too. And do you, do you feel like... Mental strength. But do you feel like the physical journey that you've been on has helped your mental strength? Yes. Oh, yes, for 100%. When you don't feel like doing something at the gym, but you do it anyways, it's the same thing as when you're at home and you don't feel like doing something either. You're like, oh, I have to do it anyways. How you do one thing is how you do everything, right? Exactly. That's great. So, you you have created this kind of like this life for yourself that you've you said you you've been through some hardships. Um, and you have to come out the other side of it. Was that when you were younger or is that more recent or? It was when I was younger. It was actually when I was like, uh, 19. Right. Or when you started CrossFit basically. Yes. So do you think like you're delving so deeply into the sport and into the, this, this, this life of physicality? Do you think part of it was a reaction to that kind of mental stress and it was somewhere to channel your, I definitely used to use exercise as a way to avoid thinking about stuff. Right. And then I got to a point where I just like liked it at the same time. So then I just kept doing it. Well, it's good because some people would have turned to like booze or, or yeah, drugs exactly. or something. And you, you <laughs> turned to the you gym. You turned to exercise. 
That's great. And do you still do you still find that to this day? Like when there's stuff you just don't want to think about, you just work out to usually. Yeah. But now, now I, I mean, it happened a lot in school. But now it's like I'm not in school. Kind of, I mean, I, I liked going to school for fashion design, but it definitely wasn't like my number one thing. Also, like my job, I had a job when I first came out here, like in some like office, and I would just sit in my office and like think about being at the gym. So now it's like right. now I get to coach and do whatever yeah. I want all so that, day. That is one thing I wanted to ask you about because it seems like the world of fashion design and the world of being a coach in a gym are two very opposing worlds. Yeah, and people were always like, why don't you just design um, activewear? And I was like, I don't really like designing activewear. I like like, um, more like sportswear, like wovens and stuff. Everything we're wearing right now is probably a knit besides maybe your pants. Yeah. Yours are probably... No, that's a woven. I mean, that's a knit. So it's like, I don't... The clothing I liked isn't clothing you'd wear at the gym, so... What gym. clothing do you like then? Like dresses and stuff? I like daywear, like right. shirts, shorts, more like casual stuff, streetwear. And are you still into that or is that kind of like, because you went to, you obviously you went to college for that and stuff and it was your... It's definitely just like on the back burner, but like I am just a very creative person like and I really like colors and textures and if you see me at the gym, besides right now I'm wearing a gray shirt, but usually I have like patterns on and colors. And that's usually my go-to if I'm, like, designing stuff. Yeah. That, I mean, that's one of the great things about this club is, like, we have so many, like, creative people here who, like, mm-hmm. have this creative part of them. And they all, like, want to express that in the gym. And it comes out in different ways. And some some people, it's just their, their personality, the way they are. And some people, it's the, the things they wear or mm-hmm. the way that they, you know, the way that they present themselves the way that they behave and always keeps things uh interesting interesting for sure Mm -hmm. um okay i think that pretty much wraps it up anna you got anything else you want to add Mm. anything else you want to say to your people out there because i know um you just started doing more and more personal training because you you came from more of a group training background but now you're kind of venturing more out into personal training and what i was curious about is do, what what kind of people do you find come to you? Are they people who are like, oh my God, I want to get better at CrossFit or oh my God, I want to look better so I'm going to go to Anna because she looks great or what what, what are people, what do you find, who is drawn to you? There's actually, I feel like I have a mixture right now between the few people. I have a, a person who I feel like doesn't like working out on their own so they want somebody to basically force them to work out. I had a client who really just... Um, admired me and like the way I worked out and they they want to work out similar to the way I work out and then third um I trained somebody I just started training somebody adaptive like she has oh yeah Jackie Dana's friend cool I don't know if I can say her name or not um I think it's fine she she can work out on her own but she also like needs help yeah like because she doesn't really I mean working out on your own is hard let alone okay now you have like one limb that doesn't work as well as the other one so now you have to like figure out like a different way to work out so i usually just i help her with that so it's a mixture and where's the best place for people to find you anna at pharos here or on my instagram what's your instagram (laughs) it's anna underscore mcguire I thought about changing it to Animal, but that username is taken. What about the Animal? I haven't checked if that was taken or not. (laughs) 
think that's I think that's the way forward. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming in. We really appreciate it. Um, uh, I love having you at the club. You definitely bring something refreshing and new and inspirational. And I, I, you know, I always say like the next generation of coaches is going to be better than the last. I think there's, I think there's like um, there's a negativity sometimes in the industry with like, oh, there's so many personal trainers now. Anybody can be a personal trainer. Well, that's true if you take it at service level, but yeah. if you if you if you if you if you search out for the for the great coaches, the great coaches now are better than the great coaches five years ago or ten years ago. Um, the education, uh, the, the the things that people are willing to explore, and uh, the lengths people are willing to go to 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 improve and to better themselves as athletes and as coaches is, is 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 a lot better than before and um you being at the club you know reminds me of that um i think you have so much potential um Thank and you. you're going to do so well here and i'm so excited for people to really like experience your coaching and, and your take on things and learn from you Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, thanks for listening in. We will be back next week. Uh, until then, uh, take care. Remember, we are now open. We are at 1316 Glendale Boulevard in Echo Park. Um, you can follow us at Ferris Echo Park. Um, you can listen to this podcast on all good podcast platforms. Um, we also have a YouTube channel. Right, Brennan? We also have a YouTube channel. All the shows are on the YouTube channel. Okay. Um, So check that out as well. And uh, yeah, we hope you uh, connect with us and that we see you soon. Take care.